35. Discipline. When the wolf goes cunningly round some stable of cattle, and by accident puts his foot in a trap, so that he makes a noise, he bites his foot off to punish himself for his folly. 1226. Flatterers are sirens. The siren sings so sweetly that she lulls the mariners to sleep, then she climbs upon the ships and kills the sleeping mariners. Prudence. The ant, by her natural foresight provides in the summer for the winter, killing the seeds she harvests that they may not germinate, and on them, in due time she feeds. Folly. The wild bull having a horror of a red color. The hunters dress up the trunk of a tree with red and the bull runs at this with great frenzy, thus fixing his horns and forthwith the hunters kill him there. 1227. Justice. We may liken the virtue of justice to the king of the bees which orders and arranges everything with judgment. For some bees are ordered to go to the flowers, others are ordered to labor, others to fight with the wasps, others to clear away all dirt, others to accompany and escort the king, and when he is old and has no wings they carry him, and if one of them fails in his duty, he is punished without reprieve. Truth. Although partridges steal each other's eggs, nevertheless the young born of these eggs always return to their true mother. 1228. Fidelity. O our loyalty. The cranes are so faithful and loyal to their king, that at night, when he is sleeping, some of them go round the field to keep watch at a distance, others remain near, each holding a stone in his foot, so that if sleep should overcome them, this stone would fall and make so much noise that they would wake up again and there are others which sleep together around the king, and this they do every night, changing in turn so that their kin may never find them wanting. Falsehood. The fox when it sees a flock of herons or magpies or birds of that kind, suddenly flings himself on the ground with his mouth open to look as he were dead, and these birds want to peck at his tongue, and he bites off their heads. 1229. Lies. The mole has very small eyes and it always lives underground, and it lives as long as it is in the dark but when it comes into the light it dies immediately, because it becomes known, and so it is with lies. Valor. The lion is never afraid, but rather fights with a bold spirit and savage onslaught against a multitude of hunters, always seeking to injure the first that injures him. Fero are cowardice. The hare is always frightened and the leaves that fall from the trees in autumn always keep him in terror and generally put him to flight. 1230. Magnanimity. The falcon never preys but on large birds, and it will let itself die rather than feed on little ones, or eat stinking meat. Vainglory. As regards this vice, we read that the peacock is more guilty of it than any other animal, for it is always contemplating the beauty of its tail, which it spreads in the form of the wheel and by its cries attracts to itself the gaze of the creatures that surround it, and this is the last vice to be conquered. 1231. Constancy. Constancy may be symbolized by the phoenix which, knowing that by nature it must be resuscitated, has the constancy to endure the burning flames which consume it, and then it rises anew. Inconstancy. The swallow may serve for inconstancy, for it is always in movement, since it cannot endure the smallest discomfort. Continence. The camel is the most lustful animal their island and will follow the female for a thousand miles. But if you keep it constantly with its mother or sister it will leave them alone. So temperate is its nature. 1232. Incontinence. The unicorn. Through its intemperance and not knowing how to control itself. For the love it bears to fair maidens forgets its ferocity and wildness. And laying aside all fear it will go up to a seated damsel and go to sleep in her lap. And thus the hunters take it. Humility. 
we see the most striking example of humility in the lamb which will submit to any animal, and when they are given for food to imprisoned lions they are as gentle to them as to their own mother, so that very often it has been seen that the lions forbear to kill them. 1233. Pride. The falcon, by reason of its haughtiness and pride, is fain to lord it and rule over all the other birds of prey, and longs to be sole and supreme, and very often the falcon has been seen to assault the eagle, the queen of birds, abstinence, the wild ass, when it goes to the well to drink, and finds the water troubled, is never so thirsty but that it will abstain from drinking, and wait till the water is clear again, gluttony. The vulture is so addicted to gluttony that it will go a thousand miles to eat a carrion carcass, therefore is it that it follows armies. 1234. Chastity. The turtle dove is never false to its mate, and if one dies the other preserves perpetual chastity, and never again sits on a green bough, nor ever again drinks of clear water. U-N-C-H-A-S-T-I-D-E. The bat, owing to unbridled lust, observes no universal rule in pairing but males with males and females with females pair promiscuously, as it may happen. Moderation. The ermine out of moderation never eats but once in the day, it will rather let itself be taken by the hunters than take refuge in a dirty lair, in order not to stain its purity. 1235. The eagle. The eagle when it is old flies so high that it scorches its feathers, and nature allowing that it should renew its youth, it falls into shallow water and if its young ones cannot bear to gaze on the sun, it does not feed them with any bird, that does not wish to die. Animals which much fear it do not approach its nest, although it does not hurt them. It always leaves part of its prey uneaten. L-U-M-E-R-P-A. Fame. This is found in Asia Major, and shines so brightly that it absorbs its own shadow, and when it dies it does not lose this light, and its feathers never fall out. But a feather pulled out shines no longer. 1236. The pelican. This bird has a great love for its young, and when it finds them in its nest dead from a serpent's bite, it pierces itself to the heart, and with its blood it bathes them till they return to life. The salamander. This has no digestive organs, and gets no food but from the fire, in which it constantly renews its scaly skin. The salamander, which renews its scaly skin in the fire, for virtue. The C.A.M.E.L.E.O.N. This lives on air and there it is the prey of all the birds, so in order to be safer it flies above the clouds and finds an air so rarefied that it cannot support the bird that follows it. At that height nothing can go unless it has a gift from heaven, and that is where the chameleon flies. 1237. The Aelipio. A fish. The fish Aleppo does not live out of water. The ostrich. This bird converts iron into nourishment, and hatches its eggs by its gaze, armies under commanders. The swan. The swan is white without any spot, and it sings sweetly as it dies, its life ending with that song. The stork, this bird, by drinking salt water purges itself of distempers. If the male finds his mate unfaithful, he abandons her, and when it grows old its young ones brood over it, and feed it till it dies. 1238. The grasshopper, this silences the cuckoo with its song. It dies in oil and revives in vinegar. It sings in the greatest heats the bad. The more light there is the blinder this creature becomes, as those who gaze most at the sun become most dazzled. For mice, that cannot remain where virtue appears. The partridge, this bird changes from the female into the male and forgets its former sex, and out of envy it steals the eggs from others and hatches them. But the young ones follow the true mother, the swallow. 
This bird gives sight to its blind young ones by means of celandine. 12.39. The oyster. For treachery. This creature. When the moon is full opens itself wide. And when the crab looks in he throws in a piece of rock or seaweed and the oyster cannot close again. Whereby it serves for food to that crab. This is what happens to him who opens his mouth to tell his secret. He becomes the prey of the treacherous hearer. The basilisk. Cruelty. All snakes fell from this creature, but the weasel attacks it by means of rue and kills it. The asp. This carries instantaneous death in its fangs, and, that it may not hear the charmer it stops its ears with its tail. 1240. The dragon. This creature entangles itself in the legs of the elephant which falls upon it, and so both die, and in its death it is avenged. The viper. She, in pairing opens her mouth and at last clenches her teeth and kills her husband. Then the young ones, growing within her body rend her open and kill their mother. The scorpion. Saliva. Spin out when fasting will kill a scorpion. This may be likened to abstinence from greediness, which removes and heals the ills which result from that gluttony, and opens the path of virtue. 1241. The crocodile. Hypocrisy. This animal catches a man and straightway kills him, after he is dead. It weeps for him with a lamentable voice and many tears. Then, having done lamenting, it cruelly devours him. It is thus with the hypocrite, who, for the smallest matter, has his face bathed with tears, but shows the heart of a tiger and rejoices in his heart at the woes of others, while wearing a pitiful face. The toad, the toad flies from the light of the Sunday and if it is held there by force it puffs itself out so much as to hide its head below and shield itself from the rays. Thus does the foe of clear and radiant virtue, who can only be constrainedly brought to face it with puffed up courage. 1242. The Caterpillar. For virtue in general. The Caterpillar which by means of assiduous care is able to weave round itself a new dwelling place with marvelous artifice and fine workmanship, comes out of it afterwards with painted and lovely wings, with which it rises towards heaven. The spider, the spider brings forth out of herself the delicate and ingenious web, which makes her a return by the prey it takes. Footnote, two notes are underneath this text. The first, Meshuna chose EDAT near PIU Chalasaza Fama is a repetition of the first line of the text given in volume. I number 695. The second, Fatichafiga Chala in Brachal Quasil Kaltasi is written in red chalk and is evidently an incomplete sentence. 1243. The lion, this animal, with his thundering roar, rouses his young the third day after they are born teaching them the use of all their dormant senses and all the wild things which are in the wood flee away. This may be compared to the children of virtue who are roused by the sound of praise and grow up in honorable studies, by which they are more and more elevated, while all that is base flies at the sound, shunning those who are virtuous. Again, the lion covers over its foot tracks, so that the way it has gone may not be known to its enemies. Thus it beseems a captain to conceal the secrets of his mind so that the enemy may not know his purpose. 12.44. The Tarantula. The bite of the Tarantula fixes a man's mind on one idea, that is on the thing he was thinking of when he was bitten. The Screech Owl and the Owl. These punish those who are scoffing at them by pecking out their eyes, for nature has so ordered it, that they may thus be fed. 12.45. The Elephant. The huge elephant has by nature what is rarely found in man, that is honesty, prudence, justice, and the observance of religion, inasmuch as when the moon is new, these beasts go down to the rivers, and there, solemnly cleansing themselves, they bathe, and so, 
having saluted the planet, return to the woods, and when they are ill, being laid down, they fling up plants towards heaven as though they would offer sacrifice. They bury their tusks when they fall out from old age. Of these two tusks they use one to dig up roots for food, but they save the point of the other for fighting with, when they are taken by hunters and when worn out by fatigue. They dig up these buried tusks and ransom themselves. 1246. They are merciful, and know the dangers, and if one finds a man alone and lost, he kindly puts him back in the road he has missed. If he finds the footprints of the man before the man himself, it dreads betrayal, so it stops and blows, pointing it out to the other elephants who form in a troop and go warily. These beasts always go in troops, and the oldest goes in front and the second in age remains the last, and thus they enclose the troop. Out of shame they pair only at night and secretly, nor do they then rejoin the herd but first bathe in the river. The females do not fight as with other animals, and it is so merciful that it is most unwilling by nature ever to hurt those weaker than itself. And if it meets in the middle of its way a flock of sheep 1247, it puts them aside with its trunk, so as not to trample them underfoot, and it never hurts anything unless when provoked. When one has fallen into a pit the others fill up the pit with branches, earth and stones, thus raising the bottom that he may easily get out. They greatly dread the noise of swine and fly in confusion, doing no less harm than, with their feet, to their own kind than to the enemy. They delight in rivers and are always wandering about near them, though on account of their great weight they cannot swim. They devour stones, and the trunks of trees are their favorite food. They have a horror of rats. Flies delight in their smell and settle on their back, and the beast scrapes its skin making its folds even and kills them. 1248 when they cross rivers they send their young ones up against the stream of the water, thus, being set towards the fall, they break the united current of the water so that the current does not carry them away. The dragon flings itself under the elephant's body, and with its tail it ties its legs, with its wings and with its arms it also clings round its ribs and cuts its throat with its teeth, and the elephant falls upon it and the dragon is burst, thus, in its death it is revenged on its foe, the dragon. These go in companies together, and they twine themselves after the manner of roots, and with their heads raised they cross lakes, and swim to where they find better pasture, and if they did not thus combine 1249, they would be drowned, therefore they combine, the serpent, the serpent is a very large animal, when it sees a bird in the air it draws in its breath so strongly that it draws the birds into its mouth too, Marcus Regulus, the consul of the Roman army was attacked, with his army, by such an animal and almost defeated, and this animal, being killed by a catapult, measured 123 feet, that is 64 one to Brassia and its head was high above all the trees in a wood, the boa, this is a very large snake which entangles itself round the legs of the cow so that it cannot move and then sucks it, in such wise that it almost dries it up, in the time of Claudius the emperor, there was killed, on the Vatican Hill, 1250, one which had inside it a boy, entire, that it had swallowed, the emaciali, caught when asleep, this beast is born in Scandinavia, it has the shape of a great horse, excepting that the great length of its neck and of its ears make a difference, it feeds on grass, going backwards, for it has so long an upper lip that if it went forwards it would cover up the grass, its legs are all in one piece, for this reason when it wants to sleep it leans against a tree, and the hunters, spying out the place where it is wont to sleep, saw the tree almost through, and then, when it leans against it to sleep, 
in its sleep it falls, and thus the hunters take it, and every other mode of taking it is in vain, because it is incredibly swift in running. 1251. The bison which does injury in its flight. This beast is a native of Peonia and has a neck with a mane like a horse. In all its other parts it is like a bull, excepting that its horns are in a way bent inwards so that it cannot but, hence it has no safety but in flight, in which it flings out its excrement to a distance of 400 brassia in its course, and this burns like fire wherever it touches, lions, pards, panthers, tigers, these keep their claws in the sheath, and never put them out unless they are on the back of their prey or their enemy, the lioness. When the lioness defends her young from the hand of the hunter, in order not to be frightened by the spears she keeps her eyes on the ground, to the end that she may not by her flight leave her young ones prisoners. 1252. The lion, this animal, which is so terrible, fears nothing more than the noise of empty carts, and likewise the crowing of cocks, and it is much terrified at the sight of one, and looks at its comb with a frightened aspect, and is strangely alarmed when its face is covered. The panther in Africa, this has the form of the lioness but it is tall around its legs and slimmer and long-bodied, and it is all white and marked with black spots after the manner of rosettes, and all animals delight to look upon these rosettes, and they would always be standing round it if it were not for the terror of its face, 1253. Therefore knowing this, it hides its face, and the surrounding animals grow bold and come close, the better to enjoy the sight of so much beauty when suddenly it seizes the nearest and at once devours it. Camels, the Bactrian have two humps, the Arabian one only. They are swift in battle and most useful to carry burdens. This animal is extremely observant of rule and measure, for it will not move if it has a greater weight than it is used to, and if it is taken too far it does the same, and suddenly stops and so the merchants are obliged to lodge there. 1254. The Tiger, this beast is a native of Hyrcania and it is something like the panther from the various spots on its skin. It is an animal of terrible swiftness, the hunter when he finds its young ones carries them off hastily, placing mirrors in the place whence he takes them, and at once escapes on a swift horse. The panther returning finds the mirrors fixed on the ground and looking into them believes it sees its young, then scratching with its paws it discovers the cheat. Forthwith, by means of the scent of its young, it follows the hunter, and when this hunter sees the tigress he drops one of the young ones and she takes it, and having carried it to the den she immediately returns to the hunter and does 12.55, the same till he gets into his boat, Siediobielipies, it is found in Ethiopia near to the source Niagricapo, it is not a very large animal, is sluggish in all its parts, and its head is so large that it carries it with difficulty, in such wise that it always droops towards the ground, otherwise it would be a great pest to man, for anyone on whom it fixes its eyes dies immediately. Footnote, Leonardo undoubtedly derived these remarks as to the Cato Bulpas from Pliny, Hist, Nat, VII, 21L, 32, upon Hesperios Ethiopus Fonziesti Nigris different readings, UT Pleric Existum of Array, Millie Caput, Juxta Hunfera Pellator Cato Bulpas, Modica Aliokin, Cedrus K. Membris Ioneers, K. Patantum Pregravi Graferens, alias Internatio Humani Generis, Omnibus Giaculosijus Videre, Confesti Morientibus, Ilian, Hist, and, gives a far more minute description of the creature, but he says that it poisons beasts not by its gaze, but by its venomous breath. Athenia is 221b mentions both. If Leonardo had known of these two passages, 
he would scarcely have omitted the poisonous breath. H. Muller Strubing, the basilisk. This is found in the province of Cyrenaica and is not more than twelve fingers long. It has on its head a white spot after the fashion of a diadem. It scares all serpents with its whistling. It resembles a snake, but does not move by wriggling but from the center forwards to the right. It is said that one twelve fifty six of these, being killed with a spear by one who was on horseback, and its venom flowing on the spear, not only the man but the horse also died. It spoils the weak and not only that which it touches, but where it breathes the grass dries and the stones are split. The weasel, this beast finding the lair of the basilisk kills it with the smell of its urine, and this smell, indeed, often kills the weasel itself. The Cereastes, this has four movable little horns, so, when it wants to feed, it hides under leaves all of its body except these little horns which, as they move, seem to the birds to be some small worms at play. Then they immediately swoop down to pick them and the serast suddenly twines round them and encircles and devours them. 1257. The A This has two heads, one in its proper place the other at the tail, as if one place were not enough from which to fling its venom. The IACULUs. This lies on trees, and flings itself down like a dart, and pierces through the wild beast and kills them. The asp. The bite of this animal cannot be cured unless by immediately cutting out the bitten part. This pestilential animal has such a love for its mate that they always go in company. And if, by mishap, one of them is killed the other, with incredible swiftness, follows him who has killed it, and it is so determined and eager for vengeance that it overcomes every difficulty, and passing by every troop it seeks to hurt none but its enemy, and it will travel any distance, and it is impossible to avoid it unless by crossing water and by very swift flight, it has its eyes turned inwards, and large ears and it hears better than it sees. 1258. The Newman. This animal is the mortal enemy of the asp. It is a native of Egypt and when it sees an asp near its place, it runs at once to the bed or mud of the Nile and with this makes itself muddy all over. Then it dries itself in the Sunday smears itself again with mud, and thus, drying one after the other, it makes itself three or four coatings like a coat of mail. Then it attacks the asp, and fights well with him, so that, taking its time it catches him in the throat and destroys him. The crocodile. This is found in the Nile. It has four feet and lives on land and in water. No other terrestrial creature but this is found to have no tongue. And it only bites by moving its upper jaw. It grows to a length of forty feet and has claws and is armed with a hide that will take any blow. By day it is on land and at night in the water. It feeds on fishes. And going to sleep on the bank of the Nile with its mouth open. A bird called 1259. Trochilus. A very small bird runs at once to its mouth and hops among its teeth and goes pecking out the remains of the food, and so inciting it with voluptuous delight tempts it to open the hole of its mouth, and so it sleeps. This being observed by the ichneumon it flings itself into its mouth and perforates its stomach and bowels, and finally kills it. The dolphin. Nature has given such knowledge to animals, that besides the consciousness of their own advantages they know the disadvantages of their foes. Thus the dolphin understands what strength lies in a cut from the fins placed on his chine, and how tender is the belly of the crocodile, hence in fighting with him it thrusts at him from beneath and rips up his belly and so kills him. The crocodile is a terror to those that flee, and a base coward to those that pursue him. 1260. The Hippopotamus. This beast when it feels itself overfull goes about seeking thorns, 
or where there may be the remains of canes that have been split, and it rubs against them till a vein is opened, then when the blood has flowed as much as he needs, he plasters himself with mud and heals the wound, in form he is something like a horse with long haunches, a twisted tail and the teeth of the wild boar, his neck has a mane, the skin cannot be pierced, unless when he is bathing, he feeds on plants in the fields and goes into them backwards so that it may seem, as though he had come out, the ibis, this bird resembles a crane, and when it feels itself ill it fills its crawl with water, and with its beak makes an injection of it, the stag, these creatures when they feel themselves bitten by the spider called father along legs, eat crabs and free themselves of the venom, 1261, the lizard, this, when fighting with serpents eats the south thistle and is free, the swallow, this bird gives sight to its blind young ones, with the juice of the celandine, the weasel, this, when chasing rats first eats of rue, the wild boar, this beast cures its sickness by eating of ivy, the snake, this creature when it wants to renew itself casts its old skin, beginning with the head, and changing in one day and one night, the panther, this beast after its bowels have fallen out will still fight with the dogs and hunters, 1262, the chameleon, this creature always takes the color of the thing on which it is resting, whence it is often devoured together with the leaves on which the elephant feeds, the raven, when it has killed the chameleon it takes laurel as a purge, 1263, moderation checks all the vices, the ermine will die rather than besmirch itself, a foresight, the cop does not crow till it has thrice flapped its wings, the parrot in moving among boughs never puts its feet excepting where it has first put its beak, vows are not made till hope is dead, motion tends towards the center of gravity, 1264, magnanimity, the falcon never seizes any but large birds and will sooner die than eat tainted meat of bad savor, aye aye, fables, fables on animals 1265 1270, 1265, a fable, an oyster being turned out together with other fish in the house of a fisherman near the sea, he entreated a rat to take him to the sea, the rat purposing to eat him bit him open, but as he bit him the oyster squeezed his head and closed, and the cat came and killed him. 1266. A fable. The thrushes rejoiced greatly at seeing a man take the owl and deprive her of liberty, tying her feet with strong bonds. But this owl was afterwards by means of bird line the cause of the thrushes losing not only their liberty, but their life. This is said for those countries which rejoice in seeing their governors lose their liberty when by that means they themselves lose all succor, and remain in bondage in the power of their enemies, losing their liberty and often their life. 1267. A fable. A dog, lying asleep on the fur of a sheep, one of his fleas, perceiving the odor of the greasy wool, judged that this must be a land of better living, and also more secure from the teeth and nails of the dog than where he fed on the dog, and without farther reflection he left the dog and went into the thick wool. There he began with great labor to try to pass among the roots of the hairs, but after much sweating had to give up the task as vain, because these hairs were so close that they almost touched each other, and there was no space where fleas could taste the skin. Hence, after much labor and fatigue, he began to wish to return to his dog, who however had already departed, so he was constrained after long repentance and bitter tears, to die of hunger. 1268. A Fable the vain and wandering butterfly, not content with being able to fly at its ease through the air, overcome by the tempting flame of the candle, decided to fly into it, but its sportive impulse was the cause of a sudden fall, 
for its delicate wings were burned in the flame, and the hapless butterfly having dropped, all scorched, at the foot of the candlestick, after much lamentation and repentance, dried the tears from its swimming eyes, and raising its face exclaimed, Oh false light, how many must thou have miserably deceived in the past, like me, or if I must indeed see light so near, ought I not to have known the sun from the false glare of dirty tallow, a fable, the monkey, finding a nest of small birds, went up to it greatly delighted, but they, being already fledged, he could only succeed in taking the smallest, greatly delighted he took it in his hand and went to his abode, and having begun to look at the little bird he took to kissing it, and from excessive love he kissed it so much and turned it about and squeezed it till he killed it, this is said for those who by not punishing their children let them come to mischief, 1269, a fable, a rat was besieged in his little dwelling by a weasel, which with unwearied vigilance awaited his surrender, while watching his imminent peril through a little hole. Meanwhile the cat came by and suddenly seized the weasel and forthwith devoured it. Then the rat offered up a sacrifice to Jove of some of his store of nuts, humbly thanking his providence, and came out of his hole to enjoy his lately lost liberty, but he was instantly deprived of it, together with his life by the cruel claws and teeth of the lurking cat. 1270. A fable. The ant found a grain of millet. The seed feeling itself taken prisoner cried out to her, If you will do me the kindness to allow me accomplish my function of reproduction, I will give you a hundred such as I am. And so it was. A spider found a bunch of grapes which for its sweetness was much resorted to by bees and diverse kinds of flies. It seemed to her that she had found a most convenient spot to spread her snare and having settled herself on it with her delicate web, and entered into her new habitation, there, every day placing herself in the openings made by the spaces between the grapes, she fell like a thief on the wretched creatures which were not aware of her, but, after a few days had passed, the vintager came, and cut away the bunch of grapes and put it with others, with which it was trodden, and thus the grapes were a snare and pitfall both for the treacherous spider and the betrayed flies. An ass having gone to sleep on the ice over a deep lake, his heat dissolved the ice and the ass awoke under water to his great grief, and was forthwith drowned. A falcon, unable to endure with patience the disappearance of a duck, which, flying before him had plunged under water, wished to follow it under water, and having soaked his feathers had to remain in the water while the duck rising to the air mocked at the falcon as he drowned, the spider wishing to take flies in her treacherous net was cruelly killed in it by the hornet. An eagle wanting to mock at the owl was caught by the wings in bird line and was taken and killed by a man. Fables on Lifeless Objects 1271-1274-1271 The water finding that its element was the lordly ocean, was seized with a desire to rise above the air, and being encouraged by the element of fire and rising as a very subtle vapor, it seemed as though it were really as thin as air, but having risen very high. It reached the air that was still more rare and cold, where the fire fursuit it, and the minute particles, being brought together, united and became heavy, whence it swathed the